0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us, I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Cause yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello again, everyone. Going there, girlies. Welcome back. Going there, girlies. We're excited.
1: We are in, well, just in full transparency. I feel like we say this all the time. We do record a little bit out. You say this all the time. I say this because I like to be transparent, but let's pretend we are in the like... It's almost Christmas ding, 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 when this is coming ding, out. Ding, ding,
0: ding. Yes, almost Christmas, guys. That was my Christmas song. Oh. Did you recognize it? Ding, ding, yeah. that okay, was Like you're <laughs> yep. playing on a triangle? Anyways, this is our Christmas time. We are like days away from Christmas uh-huh. at this point when you guys uh-huh. are listening. And so we're so excited, hoping that you guys have just had a joyous season thus far. And we're coming to you with another interview of some of my favorite people. And so I'm excited that Natalie and Becky are with us today. So say hello, ladies. Hi. <laughs> yes. Just to give you guys a little bit of background, Natalie is my cousin through marriage. I don't even like to say through marriage because she just feels like family. Honestly, I do that
1: with my cousins um, through marriage. I'm just like my yeah. cousin. So
0: Natalie is Andrew's cousin. And so I've had just the sweet pleasure of like knowing her now for like 15 years. It feels like a sister kind of and then her best friend, Becky. So welcome, guys. We're excited for you to come on and Thank chat with you. us today.
2: No, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, Tell
0: us, why don't you guys just start off a little bit about you guys just as women and moms and friends. Just tell us what does life look like for you? Yeah. Just so people get to know you more.
3: So I am Becky and been married to my husband for 18 years. And then we have four kiddos, 15, 13, 11, and eight, two boys and two girls. And I feel like we are in the uber stage of life where we are just driving our children to all of the places it's a really sweet season i feel like you all are in like the physical like just meeting the physical needs of your kiddos constantly and then i feel like we are in just the emotional where we just need to be available to meet emotional needs of our children recently that's probably another podcast yeah in and of itself
1: <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting because in our friend group we've talked about this a lot recently that you know we can tend to be like oh my goodness we we were up all night with this baby and all these things and some days i'm like guys this is we're nothing like the easy I re- part my mom had four kids and three girls that were like i mean we were horrible to my mom i'm just like i don't even want to think about what's ahead i mean yes i think there's so much good that comes with it but it's just funny because you're talking about the taxi like my mom And maybe your mom, too. You guys had a lot of kids. It's like my mom's like, I lived in my white Honda Odyssey from like this year to this year. Like I barely got out
0: of it. And it's just funny to think about those days ahead. Well, I always say I'm like, I feel like it gets sweeter, but it also gets harder the older they get. I realize, I mean, I only have a four year old and I'm like, I know it gets sweeter, but it does get harder in a different way, Yeah, you know? But yes, what about you, Natalie? Tell everyone about your family a little bit.
2: So I'm married to Ben and we've been married for 17 years. So we're just a year behind Becky and John. John and Ben were roommates in college. That's how Becky and I met. And we became besties pretty quick. Then we both had our firstborn sons. About a month apart, and then I had three kiddos. So I have a 15 year old as well, and then I have a 12 year old, and then a 10 year old girl here. So two boys and one girl. So we didn't have that fourth baby, but you never know. There's yeah. yeah. never, never, still never time. To us. <laughs> you you know, never know. You heard it here girl. first. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. okay. re- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but our kids go to a collaborative Christian school, so we part time homeschool. And then I was going to mention that Becky and I too, we have a little side hustle. We like to do decorating and things together. So yeah. so we have a lot of fun as friends and we we're in a sweet stage like she mm-hmm. just mentioned. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So is the decorating... I mean, I don't know if... You, are you guys downplaying it? Like do you guys yeah, have a business? Like a interior design no, and really, business or our mom
3: was in stay at home but yeah. we just dabble yeah in shopping for
0: people and, I love that.
3: You know, like yeah. to do that no 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 we yeah. like to decorate for people that's
0: so. fine it's awesome. so yes, that's it's awesome. amazing well yeah so we are here we wanted to bring you all just some relevant content just for the holidays and immediately we thought about hosting and just the importance of having people in your home and that being so relevant during the holidays we have probably a lot of opportunity to do so and right away when we thought about this i thought about natalie and becky as i have been a recipient of a lot of their hosting and just have felt really cared for and loved and known by them in the small things that they do and so i'm excited to chat with you guys today and wanted to bring this to you all as something that we can all kind of be thinking about in this season specifically but actually you know like something we can practice all year round obviously samantha and i love hosting on our own but excited to hear what you guys have to say
1: I want to say one thing too about it because I think when you bring up the topic of hosting, I have learned over the last few years it is something that I think certain people are gifted at, just like other people are more gifted at speaking or teaching. Or I have some friends that just like do such a good job of reading scripture and being able to just like interpret it so well. And I'm just like, wow, how'd you get that from that? Whatever. We all have these special gifts. And For us, it's easy to talk about hosting in a way of like we get excited about it. I mean, we're constantly talking about things we can be doing like parties and hosting and having people over like anytime we have someone over for dinner, like maybe throw in a little theme or whatever, like we love it. And so you might be sitting there as a listener thinking, okay, I'm not good at hosting. I hate to host. And so it's just not for me. So I want to go into this conversation telling everyone we are all called to hosting and it we're hoping that through this conversation, everyone can walk away feeling a little bit more like encouraged to do it regardless of if you're good or bad at it. So right.
0: You're totally right. Yeah. Well, and even in that maybe breaking down some walls of even how we define hosting and what maybe like our Western culture has like created hosting to be because I think it can actually look pretty simple and pretty like not flashy. But we have this really flashy idea of it. So let's just start there, though, because I want obviously all of our conversations want to be based about like, what does the Bible? What does Jesus say about hospitality? So can you guys just start us there? Obviously, you guys have a heart for hospitality and caring for others, but like, where do you get that from? So how does Jesus define hospitality and what's kind of the importance of that?
2: I would say that Becky and I both get energized from hosting. So, I mean, you know, when it comes naturally like that, you obviously know you're thankful that the Lord has given you that desire and that gifting so, I think that we both really have enjoyed doing it for a long time. For me, I feel like the goal of hosting or the idea of hosting would be that people would leave my home feeling closer to Jesus like that's the goal, that's the hope. But I started to really i mean I've been praying over this and thinking about it and really going straight to the word and saying, okay well, what is really what is Jesus's heart for hospitality and I did read that the Greek meaning is just loving strangers, which mm-hmm. I think, again, that can be really simple. You know, we think of hospitality and think of a long list of things it should or shouldn't be. But when we think about how well Jesus mm-hmm. taught us and how well he displayed it, it was through just loving strangers.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, and she's going to speak on this more, obviously, lots of examples in the Bible about that. But really, when it comes down to it, I was just thinking about how Jesus came to save the world, but he spent time with people. And that's something like what you said, like some people just don't feel like they're good at it, or, you know, want to do it. But he says that you have to do it. So you got to do it. And just spending time with people like that. So It's so simple. And I mean, it is a selfless thing, but I think we need to do it. And so I think you had more to kind of elaborate on with that. But
0: Yeah, so what are, when we go to the Bible and we look at, what examples do we see in the Bible of hospitality? What does that look like?
2: So I feel like there are so many and I just, I really went, back and forth almost every time that Jesus is meeting with someone and He's having these beautiful opportunities to be relational, it's usually around a meal. And I thought that was really cool as I was seeing that over and over again, this theme of this this meal. I think culturally during the time too, a meal was... It just signified so much more even than it does now because it broke down barriers culturally. You didn't necessarily eat with somebody who wasn't from your same community or background. It was considered clean or unclean. And so the idea of eating with someone or meeting to gather with someone to eat was even controversial. So Jesus just displayed that so well of breaking down barriers through just gathering together. But we've talked about it a lot and feel like probably we resonate the most with Mary and Martha. And it was just really sweet for us to reflect on that. And both of us feeling like we're yeah. probably more Martha's at heart, like just, the, or just, I guess we would, maybe I would say she's the spokesperson or the mascot for like type two Enneagrams, maybe
1: yeah. <laughs> the like the helper, the doer. She's all of us, the 30 minutes before guests show up at our house for right. dinner. Right. Uh, like when it's like, like, my husband better not speak to me right now. My kid, like everyone better be yeah. doing yeah. something yeah. and out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like our family hates Martha. Yeah, <laughs> 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 exactly. Mary will be... Mar- yeah, yes. Mary's yes. yeah, Mary. Yes. Give, yeah, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mary. Mary will show
2: up. Yeah, but I do think that Jesus, he's just so good at what he does, you know. And even then, he just coached sweet Martha. You know, she was a hostess with the mostest. Like everybody knew her as that, and you know, she was probably feeling a little tired. Maybe a little underappreciated. You know, she was kind of getting to the end of herself. But then she goes to Jesus. And I think that shows the closeness she has with him, too, to just say, I'm just upset. Do you see that, you know, Mary is just sitting there and I'm doing all the work? And Jesus so sweetly just guides her through her emotions and says, But, you know, Martha, Martha, you're worried about all these dishes or all these courses, but one will do. And Mary, Has chosen the greater, and Mary has chosen a better dish, if you will. And so I love that. And I think about that even just as I was hosting here back at Thanksgiving, just that constant sweet voice of, you know, choose the better dish. The better dish was just being with Jesus and being with those that were there. And Mary didn't know at the time, Martha didn't know at the time, but, you know, six days later, they wouldn't have him anymore. And so he was basically getting to the heart of hospitality and saying that the people matter more than the party. And I just love that sweet reminder that he gave us as women, just Mm -hmm. to say, when you have the opportunity to choose the better.
1: Yeah, I really like that. I like how you shared those examples of kind of culturally, it was controversial to have different people together at the same table. And so I am really passionate about that even now. You know, it's easier to maybe host people that you know you're really like-minded with or that you know that you're, you know, like to have Christian and her family over on a Friday night, like we do that all the time. It's like, here's the paper plates. Everyone sit on the couch and have some pizza. But, you know, when it's someone you don't know very well or when it's someone you're trying to get to know, you kind of pull out all the stops. And so in a way, meeting together still breaks down these walls and barriers. And I was just wondering, have you guys ever seen examples of this happen? Or how do you think it does that well? I would say we've had just in the last few
3: years a lot of just really sweet times in our neighborhood. So we bought this fixer upper like six years ago. And I think, I mean, I really joked that we are gonna be like the clampets moving in about to DIY all over this really nice hood. And all these neighbors are not gonna like us. And it has been like the sweetest thing just to be able to have these neighbors into our home, into our very imperfect home, you know, that is being worked on kind of constantly. But when we first moved in to the house, it has a dock and like this little shared pond. And I fell through the dock like when we moved in. Oh like goodness. it just is real special. But <laughs> it has character.
2: I... It is very <laughs> yes, special now. It is very <laughs> special now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I was having a quiet time down there and I was just praying and I'm like, Lord, like you gave us this home and this land and this pond. Like what do you want me to do with it? And I just very clearly felt God say, bless, not impress. And I feel like that's just something that I've tried to do. And obviously I feel like anybody that comes into my home, I think Christian, you came over once just randomly. I mean, it's We normally
0: walk through the woods, literally to your house. Yeah,
3: Yeah, but it's been, I feel like Natalie and I were just talking about, like when people come over, I do just feel like, there's just a softness that happens when you're living life together and doing things together. And have you guys heard, listened much to Rosaria Butterfield? A little bit, a little, but not a lot. Yeah. A little, okay, she wrote a book called A Gospel Comes with a House Key. And so, I mean, don't read that unless you're about to like make some things happen. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a really, I don't know, sweet little. Bit. I feel like you've applied it really well too. I well, feel like I'm just, unlocked. Oh no, I'm like, I'm coming in, yeah. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like it or not. So, I love no. that.
0: Well, yeah. Talk to us about some of those ways because, like, I've experienced your, your all's hosting like firsthand, but talk to me about that. So, like, what does it look like? Are you purposeful in? I don't want to answer the question for you, but what does it look like when you have these neighbors? You have this house that doesn't look perfect yet. You're still working on it. You're adding to it all the time. You're doing construction. So what does that look like when you meet with people or have people?
3: Well, I guess, how many weeks ago was it? Two or three weeks ago, we just had to host like the HOA meeting. So we had everybody over. And so I don't know, just thinking about that can sometimes be like a tense thing because we have differences of opinions on different things that go on but like you better believe that I just cover that home in prayer. I had a meal catered and my prayer was just that people feel loved and I felt like that almost just I don't know, it just mm-hmm. deflated. I I thought like anything that maybe could have potentially not that anything was going to but I just feel like sometimes you know HOA meetings can be tricky. Nobody wants to go to those. Nobody <laughs> wants to like engage in that way but I'm just trying to think of what are like other... We did build a pickleball court in our backyard. Yes, we as in my husband did that. But that was very purposeful on the gathering of people that come over and i mean especially with our neighbors and friends and things like that
2: yeah it's been fun to watch her i get so excited thinking about the relationships she's made in her neighborhood and even just her hosting that at her house a couple weeks ago i w- i couldn't wait to hear about it because yeah. i just know the friendships and the relationships that have developed just through their family just getting to love people well and I think that they do such an incredible job of being intentional, even with just the things they invest their time or, you know, the pickleball court, for example, you know, you could redo or remodel things to make them look beautiful, or you could invest into something that is going to create a space for people to feel welcome. And she does that really, really well. I thought the story though, too, of just like, Oh, I think there was a sweet lady who your husband, John, just asked if she wanted to cut like, oh, the yeah. cake or something. So we
3: had, when we had all the neighbors over, one of our neighbor just was kind of standing around and John was like, Hey, would you mind cutting? So we hosted a birthday party for our 80, how old was he? 88, 85, Mr. Bob, mm-hmm. who's like our favorite mm-hmm. and his wife miss Mary Jo. And sometimes my kids go down and homeschool with them. But anyway, we threw them a surprise birthday party. And John was asking a neighbor to cut the cake and serve the cake. And for a second, I thought, oh my gosh, that's my job. I should be doing that. But she was so like delighted in helping. And that was like a few years ago. That was mm-hmm. pre-COVID. And that was actually a good example that I feel like sometimes... I get caught up in like the serving, but I love going to somebody's house and they're like, Hey, would you do this? Would you do that? And I just really I felt like that was just really mm-hmm. good for her to feel yeah, helpful feel and like needed. There and was a connection
2: just, made in the home, yeah, you know, yeah. team effort. Team effort for Mr. Bob.
0: I love that even as you guys talk, I feel like you guys are being so humble by this because you're like, I don't want to say I'm good at it because you guys are so good at hosting. No. But I think it, no, but I think actually I'm like, my heart is like so softened as you guys are all like talking about this because it's obviously the Lord's work and how he's worked in your all's home and families because I think you guys don't even like, you guys are just being obedient and you guys are just following through what you feel like God has used and blessed you all with the resources to be able to do so. But the things like even that you're saying, I'm like, I don't even think you recognize how amazing it is because what I hear you saying is like, obviously, time with people is important. Like in the Bible, we see that Jesus is meeting physical needs with meals. I think that's a huge part of hosting that we are able to, why it's probably centered around a meal is because like, even in you know, biblical times, like we don't know when their last meal was. We don't know if they had enough money to have, you know, a big meal. And so like a meal was a big deal. And so we can meet a physical need for someone. I love when people are like, well, we'll invite them over for like lunch or dinner. Everyone eats lunch or dinner. Like it's a very easy thing. And so I think you guys do that so well. But then even like what you mentioned about bringing others in about, you know, your neighbor inviting someone else to cut the cake or... I see you guys invite your children into hosting a lot, that you guys ask your children, like, hey, this is a part of your, like, this is your home too. Like, you can do this part to help host well. And so I think those are really important parts of hosting that we should be thinking of, of, like, meeting physical needs, keeping time at, like, the center of, like, my purpose is to get good time, not to, like, impress, and, like, how can I bring others in? And obviously, as moms of small kids right now, like, that may look different for a four and a two-year-old, but how can I talk to my kids right now about the importance of having someone in my home and really like bringing them into like we are really excited for our friends to come over maybe like pull aside a few toys like I'm just kind of rambling you're making my mind kind of spin there yeah I feel like
3: ever since the kids were little too and I still say it today like joy Mm -hmm. Jesus others you like when they're so whenever people are coming over Mm -hmm. like I'm like listen powwow. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. It's not, you know, that never goes as planned, (laughs) but, you (laughs) know, right? you got to prep on regardless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do that with our four-year-old. We have a people over a lot. And so usually if they're, if I know they have younger kids, I'm like, Hey, go through your toy room and like pick out some toys that, you know, a baby would like or whatever. And I think it's fun to have them used to that because I was going to say, just like your mind was being jogged. I was just reflecting on like with your neighborhood and thinking of mine I think that people are more independent than ever, and we can say it over and over. Like, with COVID, we were just, like, so comfortable kind of, like, holding away in our homes. And I think for people to have you in their home today feels, like, so invasive, where if we look back, like, through American history, that was actually just so part of culture in American neighborhoods and suburbs is like having the random neighbor kids running throughout your house and people in your yard and conversation. But it's like, I've heard people talk about, you know, we pull into our garages and like immediately shut the garage door. And like, I do that all the time. It's like, I don't have time to talk. My husband and I live on a golf course in a condo. And so a lot of our neighbors are people at the end of their life who have sold their homes and have downsized onto this golf course. And so it's like, you know, the old ladies that are always in the driveway seeing me with my kids and everything i'm like okay i don't have time to talk right now cuz i got to get here but it's like inviting those people in i think they're probably just so confused in a way and like excited to feel loved and welcomed in so i think we have to you remember that have too some little
3: gold nuggets of wisdom in that little i mean i could not love living next to older people and just that are a few steps ahead of us i mean
1: it's the best, so I feel like I'm excited for you to get to like, get in there. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Justin and I have, we host all the time. I think we probably have people at our house, like at least three of the five weeknights. Like we always have people at our house, whether it's hosting Bible study, whatever. But my neighborhood has been harder for me because we moved in during COVID and they are elderly people. So I feel like I'm just now kind of getting to know some of them. But actually, like a few months ago, it was placed more on my heart of like, okay, what could we do? What could this look like? Yeah, you just pick up Rosaria's book. Yes, I need to. I need to. I feel like there was an, another Christian author. I probably heard this episode like five years ago on another podcast, and I will look up who she was, but she wrote a book about like she painted these like purple picnic tables. Is anyone like following or ever remembered this lady? She would just like had these picnic... I don't remember if it was purple, actually. But she would put this picnic table like out in her yard because she's like, you know, people would be like walking their dogs and like you're sitting outside. Maybe she would do it in a cute way. Or I've heard like Jenny Allen talk about like get a fire pit or like put something in your in the front because people it just like helps breed conversation so like the pickleball court it reminded me of that like you can be not in a weird creepy way but like be kind of like thoughtful about it like how can I get to know these people better I'm gonna have an agenda to it and I'm gonna see what fruit that brings
0: yeah. And I love that. We've talked a lot about on our podcast of just like creating spaces. And that's one thing I love about both of your homes too, Natalie and Becky, is that like hosting doesn't have to look flashy. It looks like creating opportunities for people just to be invited in. And so if that is like a small little like, yeah, just settee chair on your front porch so that if you see a neighbor at your mailbox, you can easily be like, hey, do you want to sit down with me? Or, you know, just small little ways to invite people in to feel comfortable and to, like, hopefully break down walls and barriers to, like, get to know someone more. And obviously, like, our goal being to show them Jesus. And so I just love that. But how in your all's like just experience and just like, I mean, you guys are older than we are. So like wisdom in that, how do we get over this idea that hospitality or hosting has to look flashy or has to be a lot of money? Like, how do we actually do this? Like realistically? I mean, talk to the girl who's like 23 years old out of college.
1: She's like, I don't have matching dishes. I can't have yeah. people over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, And that like, we were talking
3: about that. It makes us giggle. We were like, well, exhibit A, the fact that I host at all should show you it does not have to be flashy or perfect. I mean, I love a good tablescape, but you better believe there's 87 loads of unfolded laundry and just a mess in the back. I would say I think you're right, like yeah.
2: in your 20s, coming yeah. out of school and you have all these grand ideas yeah. and because coasting can be so much fun and mm-hmm. you can get really excited about the details to
1: make it a sweet night. And that's okay, too. I think we should yeah. say like it's yeah. okay to I'll have a it. beautiful place yeah. tablescape and like a really fun, fancy dinner. That's great, too. Totally, but I think that the things
2: that maybe we stressed about or thought were important Mm -hmm. are: I would say there's been an ordering of our affections, if you will, or an ordering of just our desires and hosting. And I think that does come through just years of hosting and maturity. And I and hoping that we still are maturing in that, you know, like we're still maturing in that.
3: We were talking about like thinking about times when we go into people's homes and leave feeling full Mm -hmm. that it's not about, well, and you said this, like, it's not about the matching dishes or the, Mm -hmm. you know, it's about the time with them. And also just from things looking perfect, I think about when they don't, that person or that home feels approachable to me. And I, I love that. And that's just, you know, for me, but what yeah. else were you saying? Yeah, that? I think we were chatting
2: about that yeah. this morning, just thinking of. I'm, I'd asked, we've been asking each other the question mm-hmm. when you've left a gathering or a party or, you know, and you feel like your cup is full, what
3: made you feel that way? You yeah. know, and is it the decorations or right. was it the, you know, and you're right, it's not wrong because I mean, We've made a banner with the best of them, yeah. you know. But
2: we just whipped up a, yes. you know, baby shower after baby yeah. shower, and, yeah. and just made it, you know, made that particular person feel loved by our time and our energy investing into it. And that is, there's something so sweet about that. But I think again, what you walk away with is the intimacy of relationship, and I do think that I stressed over that more, and now I almost welcome it because. Mm-hmm. I would never want someone to feel like their house had to be perfect for me to go there. And Mm -hmm. so I almost see it now as an opportunity to say, Hey, see my messy mudroom so that you never feel like you can't just have me over on a whim. If you're in a situation where I need to come bring you a meal that you would never feel like you need to
3: pick up. Yeah.
2: Right. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want anybody to feel that way. So why would I feel like I have to make everything looks so perfect in my world, you know? So again, I think, I think we've grown. I think we've both grown in that, do Yeah, because yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. we, again, we love that and got very excited about that for years. And mm-hmm. I think we've switched gears a little bit. We still love to do those things. It just looks different now. We have a couple of thoughts on that. I think we were going to chat about just mm-hmm. like things we've
3: learned in, in preparation for that. I think when we were talking about just having people into our home and for it not to be, Flashy or cost a lot of money. I was thinking about just we serve a personal God and he wants our time and he wants a personal relationship with us. So, how sweet that can be that we can showcase the gospel that way, doing that in little things like just getting their favorite drink, their favorite tea, or if they're gluten free, having those crackers. Like, it's just something that you have thought of them and you have loved them like through that. And it doesn't have to be anything, you know, that costs a lot of money. It's just the thought of showing somebody that they're loved. So yeah. Helping
2: them feel known, you know, that they were important enough that you thought through these things as you
3: were bringing them into your home. And just thinking that your heart must always be shifted towards eternity and others. Otherwise it's just going to be on your stuff and that stuff isn't coming with us. And that's dumb. Mm. I don't know how to say that better. (laughs) I just think it's dumb (laughs) to be so worried about those little things that, you know, we definitely Mm. used to worry about. Right. And that's not the point of it. So no, we definitely missed it. Yeah. We wrote a
2: little list out though. We kind of thought about just a few things that were more like practical application one of which that we really just kind of started this with of course just praying over your home and your guests before they come and just hoping that when they come into your home they feel they feel home they feel at home they feel Mm -hmm. the presence of the word there was actually you had just told me about a musician and
3: this this is is like so biblical (laughs) you guys but it's good good. from instagram It's Sean Menendez, <laughs> you guys. It's really, really, really. So he was talking about how he grew up not believing in anything. And then he listened to Maverick City and he was like, How can something that I grew up not believing in feel like home? And so I was telling Nally about that. And I just that's the feeling that when we have people over, I want people to Feel like they're at home, and that home is, you know, Jesus's presence and the Holy Spirit there. So I love how
1: he John, worded that. In the, you know, yeah, you know, bringing
3: the gospel.
2: I mean, really, <laughs> knowing it—that's yes. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One other thing we talked about was getting like your tables and your food set up and ready, like day before, days before. You know, whatever it, whatever it takes to be able to, to be not be present. Yeah. Yes. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And I was thinking about that specifically, and kind of went over this in my mind. Like, if the goal and the hope is that people leave your home feeling closer to Jesus. Asking myself, like, am I preparing for that in the right way? So like, will I be so busy that I feel like I'm speed dating all night long, you know, or was I able to slow down enough to just allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide conversation? And
3: so, yeah, getting it ready. What yeah. even... So I have to do things like cleaning and make it fun. So <laughs> I will put on like worship music or some pump up music. Like it's like game time, you know,
1: until like what you were talking about, like the 30 minutes where people come. I'm like, I just want that to be fun. And you can get so much done in that 30 minutes. I'm like, who am I? Like, I just got everything done. And I love that. But that's just me. I know that's not the
3: same for, you know, but anyway, yeah. So I just love putting that on throughout our home. Just Prepping. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. And not being afraid to then, like Becky mentioned, the example of her neighbor participating, like yeah. bring, letting people participate. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I love just saying, just come and let yeah. me take care of it. Because I do love people to just feel like they don't have to stress about bringing anything. I just want them
3: to come and enjoy. Well, that's something that we talked about, like praying over the guests, like praying over and just knowing. And sometimes you don't because it's people you don't know. But like, hey, this person has been going through a hard season. So when they come over, we are just serving the heck out of them, you know? So like knowing who it is, but then maybe somebody else, if it's awkward, then it might, they might feel better jumping in and helping. So just like allowing the Holy spirit to kind of help move through those circumstances, but just being like, just knowing who it is, you know, that's going to be. And
2: I think as you get older too, you realize that the holidays can be hard for a lot of people who've experienced loss or feel lonely. And it's just an even sweeter time, in my opinion. And I, we were talking about this yeah, again, to yeah. just feeling like there are people needing to feel or desiring to feel connection. And you have this opportunity to meet a very, almost the most important need to just feel loved and valuable. So I think during the holidays, and again, I've seen, I feel like Becky does this really well and I I love this about her, but she just, she was so intentional about the little details of, again, like what is their favorite drink? She'll go out of her way to find out. She'll go ask somebody else, you know, that knows that person well, what do they love? What are they like? And I think, you know, for someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of family or has had, been going through a hard season, the holidays can almost like exacerbate that a little bit. So just those little sweet gestures are such great ways to make a big impact in somebody's life.
1: Hmm. That's really good stuff. I think as you were talking, it's just like, okay, there's so many like hosting tips and things to make it easier. And I was thinking like, Yeah, you can like read people's blogs on like ways to make hosting easier, this or that. But I really think if you're someone that just struggles with it in general or like feels overwhelmed by it or stressed, it's like the more you do it, the more it just becomes so natural and the more you're closing the door behind people where you're also getting that warm, fuzzy feeling of like, wow, that was like... I burned this and that wasn't great at dinner, but like that conversation we had with a cup of coffee afterwards, like was so good or whatever. And it's little things like we host our small group at our house every Monday night. And it's like at 7 p.m. It's been a Monday. We finally got the kids down. And then all these people show up at my door every week. And it's like, what do I have? It's like, well, we usually don't try to do like big snacks anymore or anything elaborate, but like I need to offer them water or something to drink. So it's like keeping things like that on hand or like I was tired of at 930 on Monday nights fill my dishwasher with my glass cups, So it's like buying the plastic cups to keep on hand, like the little clear ones, like little things like that, where you're like, this can make my life easier in a way that it doesn't feel as burdensome to do it all the time, you know?
3: Absolutely. And there will be a season as your kids get older. And this is something Natalie does so well. So she lives like two minutes from our school, but we live like 20 minutes and a lot of the families live, you know, like they have quite the driving distance. And so every... Monday and probably a lot more days, she opens up her home to all these middle school boys and she has everything prepared and so sweet. And it's just mass chaos, <laughs> but you would never know that it's mass chaos from Natalie, you know, just that. And she just does such a great job. So there's even like, as yeah. you're, we're talking about hosting and friends and like, that's just gonna, that's going to be rippling down to mm-hmm. your kids and hosting their friends. And then that's a whole nother set of, relationship building that is so important to invest in with your children and that's something that Nellie and Ben have just been so gracious about with their home so
0: well yeah and some of the things you guys have mentioned too had just made me think through the older I have gotten or just like the more hosting we have done it has like made me be really intentional about yeah like how am I setting this out I now set like the tablescape and things like that like days ahead because I've noticed about myself like I mean I think hosting kind of brings out like maybe sometimes the worst or the best of someone. And so the worst of me is like, I am not a kind mom. I am not a kind wife. I'm not a patient mom or patient wife. And So when those hosting times come around, I've really had to think through like what stresses me out in those times and how can I spread this out more? How can I bring Andrew in on it? How can I say like, hey, you know, like we talk through our hosting now, like, hey, this is what's going to happen here at this time. We'll probably do this. And like, can then you initiate this transition to the like living room. Like, I mean, it sounds silly, but if you really think through that stuff, I'm like, if the goal is time and if the goal is like quality with these people, then like, How are we planning that out so that, like, I'm not in my head about these really silly, trivial things that could make a difference for someone? But if the goal is really time, then how am I setting that up for that? And so that's convicting. It's good to hear from you all that obviously it comes in seasons and it will change over time as, like, you're just life and seasons change, too.
1: Yeah. And, Natalie, you were kind of saying, in a way, we've talked through this a little, like, the holidays... In a lot of ways, I think for me this year specifically, I'm realizing they become so much sweeter, but they also just become so much more real because they lose a lot of the glitz and glam of like, this is what holidays should feel like and look like in these like fluffy feelings. And it's like a deeper, obviously, I think that's me growing in my relationship with Jesus too, to know like I was often like worshiping the traditions and the feelings you should get from all of the movie nights and going to see the lights and things like I was worshiping that more than I was this like hope of what's to come through Jesus's birth. And so that I've grown in. But I also think I'm just seeing like a lot of times people, life stuff doesn't stop in December. Like people are going through, I have some friends right now that are like facing the worst thing in their life that they will ever face probably. And so it's like, so how do we share the gospel hope through hospitality specifically during Christmas? That's a great
2: question. And I think we spent quite a bit of time just chatting about over the years. I mean, this mm-hmm. has been an ongoing conversation. You know, how do we help our children really see the meaning? How do we how do we bring people in our homes and feel like they are, again, just receiving the best-ish? You know, just how are they hearing and receiving the gospel in our home? And I think that there are sweet ways that you can incorporate that all throughout your season of Christmas you know with your children as you're as you're teaching as you're leading by example but even just in more practical ways when you're when you're hosting a specific event one thing that I think I've seen Becky do and one thing we've encouraged each other to do is I mean the things that you have around your home, are really awesome opportunities to bring conversation back to deep rich meaning. You know, I feel like it might sound kind of silly. Becky has this really cute folk sign in her house oh, and yeah. it's like a letterboard
3: or is that I know called? those are probably out of style. But I'm like, I'm <laughs> no, in so there. Cute. It's because so cute. I she... purposefully will put whoever's coming over, like I'll, I'll then yes yeah,
2: so just so but it is it's little things like that. And I don't know, have you guys ever read Every Moment Holy? Have you no. heard of that. No. Oh my gosh, you guys write that down. Okay, write like, it down. We'll share like, it. Easter yeah. candy. Yeah, okay. She does. He does. It's a sweet little gift. Yeah. It is basically what it is is there's a sweet, either prayer or blessing or a liturgy Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yep. Liturgy. Mm-hmm. For
1: every season, for every gathering, for every like opportunity. For doing laundry, for changing Wait, your diaper. We know this. We yes, know this. Yes, we did. We have we talked know. about this. I think I, think I th- actually have a copy of this. I don't know the title, but you open it up and it's literally like, yes, uh, the a prayer laundry, for doing laundry. A prayer for yep. folding yes. my kids' yes, laundry, yes, a prayer yes. for having dinner with friends. or well, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Well, I think it's a really sweet, easy little way to bring about sweet conversation based on just opening with a prayer. And the prayers are also Mm -hmm. just intentional. And so did you yeah. had one that you were going to share, but didn't you, or it was like feasting with friends, I feel like is what it was.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just loved this. It said, but the joy of fellowship and the welcoming comfort of friends, new and old, and the celebration of these blessings of food and drink and conversation and laughter are the true evidences of things eternal. And they are the first fruits of that great glad joy that is to come. And that will be unending. And I just loved that because I think Natalie just said it too, like that you want people to just have a taste of, you know, feeling like they're at home. And I just think about like having those sweet moments and those sweet gatherings where you are filling people's cups up. That's a taste of heaven. And like, that's the best. Mm -hmm. Like it just is an incredible thing to Mm -hmm. be able to do. And at Natalie's house, the tasting of the food and the meals will be amazing. (laughs) And at my house, <laughs> She's I do a lot of s'mores <laughs> no. and things like that. Still amazing. Yeah,
0: they're still amazing.
1: Nope. Yeah, and leaning into what you love. You know, we talk a lot. Christian and I are, we both love to host, but it's like I love to cook. Like, passion of mine, I'll spend all day for like a fancy meal in the kitchen that's like brings me joy. Whereas, like, I'm like, let's go all out on
0: Andrew's amazing grilled cheese.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and, you know. like, they yeah, come up with like a really funny thing creative game. So it's like, it's like lean into what you feel comfortable with and like serve the catered food or the pre-made food if you hate to cook, but like do something up that you love, you know? So this has all been like such a good mix of practical things and just like the heart behind it, which I think obviously explains hospitality. The two really have to come together. So
2: I was going to mention, because you talked about this initially, and this kind of goes full circle is that you might not really be a Martha. And I, I don't, I'm just comparing it to the love of hosting, let's say, let's just say, you know, she was, again, just a great host, a uh, hostess, and someone might not be a, a great Mary, but really, we're not off the hook, if we're one or the other, like God does mm-hmm. call us to be both. And I think it's in Romans 12, he says, we're just not to neglect it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a command. And I just think that's encouraging for me to remember that as i'm growing and maturing the hope is that i'm kind of i'm balancing those well and we right. we were just talking about balancing the mary and the martha within us from thanksgiving to christmas you know mm-hmm. you might grow weary you might grow a little weary even if you are a doer even if you are a martha but mm-hmm. i think just as i'm kind of coming to all my final thoughts on the topic. I just think it's such a sweet way, and I have this on repeat in my mind all the time that, really and truly, like, His grace is sufficient. So He, in our weakness, like His power is made perfect. So you know, like it's just such a sweet opportunity for that, and I love that because, again, if my home is covered. If the Holy Spirit is present, then yep. his grace is sufficient. Yep. And thank goodness. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. So I hope that encourages people that again,
3: it doesn't take much, but. And then you had that, the Jill Briscoe quote. Oh yeah. Yes, I I she's, <laughs> she's probably my favorite. And then my friends get tired of me talking about no, her all I the time. Her. She's she, like an 85 year old. She's running the race. Missionary. And I've like told my friends, I'm like, if anything ever happens to me and my kids want to know what to do, I'll be like, just put on Jill Briscoe. Yes. Whatever she says, you guys just yeah, do that. She's <laughs> precious.
2: Yes. I do. She had kind of funny in her older age, but she did. Yeah. She had a quote on this and I loved it. I was telling Becky, it said, she's just said, if you can't do it goodly, do it badly. But just do it faithfully.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, I love, I love that. that. Like,
2: it it, it, it kind of rings in my mind during the yeah, holidays. Yeah, so. that's a good that's quote. That's so to good. On. Because yeah. again,
0: yeah, it's so easy to just throw in the towel and be like, this isn't my strong suit. I'm not going to do it. But, like, we're called to this. And so how can we love? How can we? And going back to that, even just the Greek definition of hospitality, of loving strangers, of, like, there's so many ways that we can meet the needs of strangers. If that's strangers, you know, we know and we're going to get to know better in our home, or if that's literally a stranger that we can love and care for and get to know. So thank you, ladies. We really appreciate your time and just coming on. I obviously love you all and are really appreciative of just the care and love that you guys have shown me and we're thankful that you came on today. Yeah, so. thank you guys. You so guys, fun. have a Merry Christmas. You too. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means
1: so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon.